I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Culp Option podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, listen to up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, or give us something to discuss in our new post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Well, well, well. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Popshire Podcast. I'm going to readjust my horribly set up little podcast station here. We're still going. We're all good. Okay. Hey, Rowan. Hey, AJ. Hey, Richard. Hello. And hello to the fresh Prince of Balia. <laughs> the fresh taste of a Coca Cola Zero. Mm. Mm. That's right. This is the Cold Popshire Podcast, the only podcast. Where we drink the hosts, carbonated drinks, <laughs> where the hosts drink Coke Zero and then burp into the microphone. Yes. Mm. Mm. Today I'm drinking water out of a uh, brand new Sistema drink bottle I, I bought. I've been Whoa. I've been drinking out of pump bottles for too long. But now you're just drinking out of a a thicker plastic bottle. Wow. Yeah, but it will last longer. <laughs> yeah, that, you say that like it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the 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 period of time where I use it will last longer, um, dude. The th- sooner you get rid of a water bottle, the sooner you can get back to the refreshing, cool taste of Coke Zero. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into what we're talking enough about of this today. tomfoolery. <laughs> uh, okay, so today um, it was one of those things. That these off weeks podcasts, we often try to tie into some kind of current event. Um, mm. But some weeks, there's just too many current events, uh, oh, wow. and we can't decide on one topic, so we think we'll do them all. Uh, so we've done this once before, where we did, where we uh, the three of us came together and pitched ideas for podcasts we could have done if that had been the only piece of news this week. Mm. Um, we haven't ended up doing any of the podcasts that we suggested in it, um, but maybe <laughs> we will here. There's also a second layer to this one and that we had an idea for a podcast to do this week and rowan would not reply to us all week (laughs) and would not and we were unable to concrete organize anything so we're like rowan will you come to aj's house at one o'clock if if you just don't have to do anything (laughs) yeah and to be clear i have pretty much no idea what we're about to talk about wow i think there's a bullet pointed list on the group chat at one point right yeah it's kind of like we've just got um yeah a list of like news stories related to pop culture that have broken in in the last week to 10 days kind of Mm. uh kind of thing and yeah we'll go through them and then i mean like a lot of it's just going to be what do we think of this announcement or like (laughs) what are we thinking Uh, yeah the the idea is that we come up with as you said as you said um podcast ideas for this piece of news um right but, but is this a real good idea for a, a podcast 
or a very lazy idea that we've done twice now. Well, let's I think let's not, find out together. It's not so much that it's lazy, it's just trying to put the cult popsha spin on doing yeah. like a weekly roundup of news. <laughs> That's true. That so is do true. you want to give an example of like take a piece of news that isn't what we're about to talk about and give me an example of Well, so last year that? when we did it, that like Spider-Man was we're in that interim where Spider-Man was pulled out of the MCU. Um, and so we did like, how would Spider-Man three be, a be made? And what was the resolution to that? He's just back. He just, he he called up, um, who'd he call up? He he got drunk and got a phone call from, um, Bob Iger and they worked something out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because he had been like sending emails back and forth, and he was like, "Wait, Tom Holland was drunk, and then he got a call from Bob Iger." Yeah, so he had been. I think he was back in the UK, and he was like, um, "Yeah, he he had been talking to Feige and and sending out these emails, and essentially was like, I would love the chance to be able to talk to Bob about this.'" <laughs> and he said that it was like he he just wanted to kind of be like, "Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm sad it couldn't work out," kind of thing. Um, and he was at a pub quiz with his family, and it had a bit to drink. And then he gets hmm. this phone call, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's Bob Iger!" <laughs> and then, and then, so he takes the call. He like walks out of the bar, takes the call, and then he like you know, a couple of drinks in. Um, emotions get tend to get the best of us, and he's just like, oh, "I just want to play Spider Man again." <laughs> like, and they ended up working it out. Um, but that's not what we're wow. here to talk about today. No. Right. So, what is our first piece of news, Richard, that we can talk about? So these are kind of just like in the order I thought of them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but it is um, obviously possibly the the biggest news story of the week, and uh-huh. definitely the most shocking um, was the death of Chadwick Boseman uh, last mm. weekend. Died at the age of forty three from a very private battle with um, colon cancer. It's, it's it's now coming out that people very close to him had no idea. Um, you know, obviously the kind of like thing you'd expect. Um, a pop culture podcast to do around <laughs> that is like where do they do uh, black panther 2 um yeah. but you it's know it's not we, like, like he was a real human being who had roles and a life beyond black panther yeah. this is all we want to talk about uh, and, and and like there i think it like don't get me wrong it is definitely natural as as a movie fan and as a marvel fan mm. to to wonder those things but there's a time and a place for it. And I think like Screen Rant got a lot of backlash because within a couple of hours, they're like, here's 10 ways they can continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's... it's Looper, the YouTube channel, posted like eight videos about Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're all mm. like the same topic. It's gross, and and so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to suggest we we do a capitalization on that in any way. If we were going to do a podcast based on the news of Chadwick Boseman's death, I would say let's watch a bunch of Chadwick Boseman movies. Yeah, to like, I, I think it's it's more important at right? like at, at this stage. What you want to be doing is like celebrating the mm. roles he did give us and the the legacy he left behind, rather than rather than uh you know predicting what his absence will leave uh, yeah. like the effect mm. that'll have um but yeah i think like you don't need to necessarily use your platform to be like blue Panther too but i i don't <laughs> think it, you should feel bad for wondering you know no if, i'm just saying like like you know if a close friend to you dies you think about like oh my god like what's my life going to be like without them and the the relationship as movie fans we have with chadwick boseman is, is his work and so yeah 
I think it's you know that, that's that's the relationship. It's perfectly so it's, natural to wonder, but there's a difference between wondering and using your monetized platform to yeah to talk clips. about something that definitely doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the yeah. man's life. Um, but so have you guys seen any other Chadwick Boseman films? Uh, only The Five Bloods. Yeah, what do you think of him in The Five Bloods? Uh great. Yeah, he's I good. He in that great, way. and I think his passing only uh, strengthens. Mm. what what you get out of watching him in that film now yeah because in, in the five and bloods but yeah 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 into five bloods he's like um he's he's the dead soldier that they return to vietnam to honor and he's you know dead too young yeah yeah, yeah whole, died too young films yeah um that's cool i've seen uh get on up the james brown oh yeah doc uh biopic i saw that years ago before i even knew like yeah. i saw it at the movies so it wasn't oh, nice. a um Oh. You know, he wasn't Black Panther at the time. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think I've seen Forty Two, but in the kind of context where like it was on, and I wasn't really like I, I think I was like in another room, and I kind of like followed mm. bits and pieces of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely like yeah. I'd be keen to check mm. out um, some more of his work. Well, there you go. Check chuck that in in the on the list is watching Chadwick Boseman movies. <laughs> <laughs> we would we all watched The Five Bloods, Get On Up, and Forty Two. And uh, there you go, Marshall. We could have and Marshall. We could have done that, everybody. We could have done that this week. We could have done a very beautiful, moving tribute to the work and life of Chadwick Boseman. And instead, we're just going to talk we about did a not sort of doing meta it. approach. We, we mentioned we we made it very clear that it would be in bad taste to talk about his Black Panther stuff. Mm. Uh, what about this other po- po- podcast ideas? Um, other things that would be bad taste to talk about. <laughs> Other things that would be bad taste to turn into content. It, it, so it's it's the same thing we're doing now, like yeah. taking taking the week's news. But what's the wor- the most bad taste podcast yeah, ideas yeah, we can yeah. come up with? Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, right, speaking of bad taste, um, uh, Mulan was released on Disney Plus for forty dollars. <laughs> um, you that's forty dollars New Zealand. Um, if you already have a Disney Plus subscription, you have to pay additional money to um to watch it it will be free from december 4th so if you just want to wait uh you can otherwise um legally you have to fork out 30 us 40 new zealand dollars which actually Mm. i I think works out so that we get it slightly cheaper um yeah so um um, i don't know shady business practices that the government's tax credit working in our favor (laughs) (laughs) production deals (laughs) Um, yeah, shady business practices we um, object What's to. What, oh. oh, yeah, yeah, nuts. yeah right. Yeah, like, yeah, un- unethical. <laughs> we could have done this with um, with Tenet's release as well. Um, unethical movie moves, unethical Hollywood decisions. <laughs> like, yeah, go through like yeah. releasing Tenet in a, in the middle of a pandemic, making people <laughs> pay for Mulan, and then do a bunch. But you may not know that you know, ten years ago, some movie did. Did this and that was also unethical. That would that would be a legitimately interesting podcast, I think. Yeah, like if it was well researched and yeah, and, well, because there's things like um, like you know that 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 like biblical epic they did years ago where they like drowned a bunch of people because exactly. they made a giant flood. Ooh. Yeah, that would be a good idea for a podcast. Be a good um, idea for a movie. Yep, drowning. It would be. Yeah, it's worth it for the biblical epic. Which is like movies versus COVID nineteen. Who mm. wins? Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. So. Movies, what, yeah, everything's changing. Movies won't be the same. 
What about um, Mulan's just like a glimpse into that reality? <laughs> things to do instead of watching movies, and pop culture pop, pop, has to has to pivot to <laughs> away from watching we have movies. To, like, go for a normal hobby, Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, one thing we could have done if Mulan was the only news this week uh, would be um, I. <laughs> this would be very cheeky. Five or six years ago, I a few times hung out with. Um, Yosin Ann, who plays the male lead in the Mulan movie. <laughs> this is before he was famous. I actually helped film an audition tape for him. I knew him through a friend, and I saw him a couple of Which times. Which character does he play? Um, I don't think he's based... I think he's an original character. Yeah, he's oh. an original character because they had to retool the love interest because um, like a superior officer falling in love with one of their soldiers is, was considered bad taste post-MeToo. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Um, is he the love interest, though? I think so. Yeah. I watched sure. it this morning. Um, oh, is it good? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. My, pay my quick take review is Star Wars plus Lord of the Rings plus Whale Rider. So it's pretty good then. Uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> bad, but there's there's a bit that really sucks. Otherwise, most of it's pretty high. That's like, so it's probably funny. one of like, the better Disney remakes. Yeah, it's oh, not cool. great. It's like combine like these three amazing properties and these you get like, those movies. are the vibes that the film gives yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying sure. it like lives up right. to whatever those three you know films yeah are. yeah like it's it's, it's, it's um, attempting to be each of those kind of things. So anyway, I I hung out with Yosin maybe three or four times, um, in like 2015. I think I saw Whiplash with him. Wow. Like this is how much like you know he was a mutual friend. So it's not like we hung out, but I I never added him on Facebook. Oh, you! I never did. I never did. And if I did. We could have scored an interview with Yos and Anne from Mulan, I think. I think that's not outside the You should the try getting in contact with him and be like... No, because like, no, now it's so like... He wouldn't accept a friend request from me. He probably doesn't even remember who I am. You see, you guys saw Whiplash, the best movie of the 2010s together. He will yeah, remember Yeah, that's that. true. That's true. Maybe I didn't see it with him. I can't remember. It was, it was the same mutual friend... And maybe it's someone else. I can't remember. Anyway, um, so that's my little connection. Like, I remember when it was announced that he was um, that he was cast in Mulan. I was like, oh my god! And I looked up to see if we were Facebook friends, and we were not. Yeah. I could have utilized. I could have leveraged our friendship <laughs> into my success. <laughs> um, I do believe that. Um, I think Kieran. Um, who's been on the podcast before knows someone in the cast as well, mm. and I think Dave, um, who's also been on the podcast before, uh, no, does as well. Wow, we together. Well, it was filmed in New Zealand, so yeah. So it's like it's it's not a common. There's the, the New Zealand famously is like everyone knows someone who knows someone. Mm. Uh, but I was reminded of all this the other day when um, it was like Wired or something uploaded the a video promoting Mulan that was like directors and stars of Mulan or director and stars of Mulan break down an action scene and he was one of the people in there mm-hmm. and it was like oh, a guy I knew once <laughs> on that that iconic endless white backdrop <laughs> talking about his movie. Um, <laughs> So that that hit to, hit close to home for some reason, but yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there's yeah. an idea if Mulan was the only news. This uh, week. And you you touched on it, but um, speaking of new releases, uh, in the last in the last couple of weeks, it's been a very strange uh, release. But Tenet, the Christopher mm. Nolan film, was finally out. Originally scheduled for July, uh, it's it got pushed back in very small amounts, um, <laughs> considering how um mm. the state of the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, you guys have seen it. I'm still yet to see it because um, the weekend when it was out, 
I was uh I movie theaters were still not open in my city because we had a a minor lockdown after a brush with covid. Mm. Whereas we were able to see it and we were both we were both able to watch it. <laughs> and we were both very disappointed by the film. Um and the, what it, what it's come down to in, in the recent weeks as I've dissected this, and this was originally the podcast idea that we had and asked Rowan if he wanted to be on the show, and he said no and then didn't reply for two days. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> what was um, I wanted to do a podcast perhaps on, like, famous creative decisions in movies that you disagree with because Tenet – Christopher Nolan and Tina and his previous few movies has made the um, the intentional choice to make the sound mix so that the dialogue doesn't stand out above the mm. rest of the sound in the movie and you cannot understand anything anyone is saying in Tenet and I wanted to talk about how I fundamentally disagree with that. Um, yeah. Well, because 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 Nolan like because this is this is a very common complaint with the film, and mm. Nolan has now commented on it and said that audiences don't need to hear all of the dialogue; they just want to get the gist, um, which I think works in Dunkirk. And because it's like yeah. this, this was a problem that that really started to rear its head in Interstellar. I mean, the, the initial kind of. Um, the preview they did of the Dark Knight Rises, which is the opening scene, um, yeah. people complained about Bane's voice and that a lot more, and it was fixed a little bit. But yeah, in Interstellar, there's like the twist of the film is revealed by a dying character who you cannot understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dunkirk, it's like um, you you could watch that film play out and be and it's a silent film and you would you would still follow it whereas from what i understand something like tina and something like interstellar is like very complex um mm. and i mean people often say that inception is is complex but it's it's not because everything is explained to you um and you and hear crystal clear dialogue, dialogue yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but when you can't hear that dialogue it's like what is it what what is it all for what is it all for? I I believe it is fundamentally bad filmmaking to make yeah. your dialogue inaudible. I, I don't, it baffles me. It baffles me that he's this in love with this idea that yeah. a movie which is almost all expositional dialogue <laughs> mm. is so hard to understand and it really took me out of the film. Um, what did, any, any thoughts, Rowan? I didn't think the film was hard to understand because i couldn't hear the dialogue i just thought the film was hard to understand because even with subtitles on i think i still would have been lost or right. disengaged by the final third right like it's just a complex film kind of thing like i i can take his point that uh you only need the gist and that's what that's the vibe i was going for with, for about half the film because someone says so says at the start to just go with it and i was like okay i can go with it i get the mm. i get the broad stakes i get the mechanics yeah. and then Halfway through the film, it's like, what is going on? There's a part in the film where, so already without anything obstructing their faces, they're hard to understand. And then three very important characters have a very important conversation on a like boat, speedboat thing um, while they're wearing masks and talking through comms. So dialogue and tenet. I, I'm going to show you, so I'm going to do this on the podcast. So right now, as I'm talking, I'm going to edit some music and sound under me talking, <laughs> and I'm not going to adjust how my dialogue sounds in amongst the audience. This is what it sounds like when you're watching tenet. 
and then they put on these walkie talkies and all of a sudden it goes from to and I literally in my head I nearly turned to you Rowan because we saw it together I nearly turned to you and said oh fuck you fuck you why would you do this why would you do this I'm so baffled by it as a creative decision and I thought it could be a fun experiment to look at other like it's not just things you don't like in movies it's moments where the director or an actor or someone creative has made a very intentional um risk and it has not paid off so another great example that we talked about Richard was um Brian Cranston's death in the Godzilla 2014 Mm. film which um which Brian Cranston himself has come out and said that like essentially he fundamentally disagrees with as a creative choice yeah yeah or um what's one of those things it it doesn't work in a in a dramatic sense like in in terms of like i mean i I guess you could say it's a form of dramatic irony that this guy who spent his entire life proving trying to prove that these monsters exist dies just before they're confirmed to exist um Mm. but it's 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 unsatisfying to not see him get that payoff and also, you've got Brian Cranston in your movie. Yeah, he's a much maybe, more interesting character. Yeah. Maybe make him the main character instead of Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's also in Tenet, <laughs> who you also can't hear. Is um, he in Tenet? He's in Tenet. Sorry, maybe that was a reveal. But when are you saying it, Richard? Yeah, you were very apathetic about Tenet, Richard, so I'm not as cautious about spoiling <laughs> cast reveals and things. I reckon you me. might really enjoy it now that you've had like all of the pretense of what it is stripped away. I actually, like, now I'm kind of like, fuck, maybe I will really enjoy it. Um, a lot of people at work... <laughs> Aaron Taylor-Johnson? Damn. <laughs> I, my, my, my view on the film since... I, I haven't seen it again yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And right. now that I've had the chance to like dig through what it is... Like, I like conceptually what it is. I just think at least that first time viewing was just, it just didn't work for me. I don't think I'll ever see it again. Anyway, what were you saying, sense. Richard? Um, yeah, I'll see it at some point. Like, everyone at work. Um, <laughs> you should go today, though. Like, see it. Uh, I, I, it's, it's very possible I will go today, if not yeah, um, you should. tomorrow. Um, like, I'm seeing it this weekend. Yeah, let's just say that. Let's leave it at that and just move on. on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like um, a lot of people at work have seen it and be like, yeah, I thought it was amazing. And um, and I was like, yeah, I've heard you can't really understand the dialogue. They're like, yeah, yeah, like that was a problem. Um, and I, I, did, I didn't follow the film at all, but like it looked really cool. And it's like, it sounds like you didn't like it. <laughs> like, the thing is, they will if like they're at the halfway point in the movie. If I think everyone understands what's going on at that point, and that's a pretty cool. Like as an experience mm. movie, there's a there's some moments where it's where this you know it's, it's pretty fun. It the problem is it feels like a parody of a Christopher Nolan movie for most of the time. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I think. Very when I saw bizarre. The first trailer, yeah. That's the thing is the the most annoying thing about I feel like I'm locked out of the the clubhouse with not being able to understand the dialogue. Like mm. it's frustrating because Nolan is the as 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 it is for a lot of us, I'm sure, and and. Oh, fuck it, pun intended, is the inception of a lot of my interest in film, right? I'm glad Nolan that, was. That you confirmed that pun was intended, I would have, I would have wondered. <laughs> mm. Nolan is like responsible for so much of my love of filmmaking. And God, what. <sighs> I just want to enjoy one of his films, but I haven't been able to fucking understand them for five what, what years. What percentage of Tenant do you think you didn't understand? Dialogue was like maybe 50 to 60 percent oh shit so i'm if i'm sitting at more like five percent or ten percent like were, you've got but, ears of steel were, then, dude. Were, you've, got, <laughs> you've got golden ears of steel, like be shit at hearing things <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Uh, no, I mean, I, I I can see the complaints, but I don't think it's the film's complete undo. It's not like fix that and you fix the film. I think the actual problems I don't know. With Tenet, I, I don't uh, know enough about the film because I couldn't <laughs> understand what anyone was saying. No, I think st- stuff like at the end, all of the characters you're tracking look exactly the same because they're all wearing like yeah. identical costumes. And yes, yeah, I didn't. Very un- easy I didn't understand lost. what the end was about either. Yeah, I didn't understand the stakes of the scene. Um, and then yeah. at the end, there's this this emotional part where they're they're sort of you know um, debriefing what has just happened, and it sounds like this. <laughs> Yeah. I got and the gist of that. And I think <laughs> as, as an audience member, I can enjoy that. <laughs> like, Dunkirk was inaudible as a creative choice and it worked because you don't need to hear anyone in that. Well, film. there's also an in universe reason that it's so loud. Exactly. Like, when it's being overtaken by the score, it's like, just turn the score down, Nolan. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, yeah. oh, it's because they're in the middle of a fucking war. Which it's is like, a great decision. <laughs> yeah. And in, in, um, Tina, it's like just normal, quiet dialogue scenes. It's the same thing. Anyway, I've talked about this nonstop for the two weeks since I've non-stop. seen it. So what is the next opportunity, yeah. Richard? What else could we have made a podcast uh, Well, so speaking of uh, new movies that came out, um, Charlie Kaufman, one of um, my favourite filmmakers, screenwriters and, and directors, mm-hmm. um, released his new movie on Netflix last night. Uh, I watched it. Uh, it's... I really enjoyed it. I am not sure I understood it. Um, it's yeah, it's a it's oh, it's pro- like possibly... every, it's like Normie's reviews of Tenet. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's uh Kaufman is like known for being quite like an alienating creative voice and and quite esoteric. And this is probably like for better or worse, like like Tenet, it's the most like him movie he's ever made. Mm. Um, right. however, it did remind me um of uh, speaking of podcast ideas we could have done um not long ago the three of us again did a podcast on um unfinished or abandoned pieces of media that we would love to see the light of day um charlie kaufman wrote a script in the early 2010s uh, called frank or francis which i was like so looking forward to it was this um uh found some stuff about it and the the script is available online if you want to read it but it's about um and it's in the broader sense it's about film criticism um and it would have revolved primarily around three characters uh frank arda who was to be played by steve carell who was a pretentious self-important screenwriter turned filmmaker whose film you is nominated for 29 academy awards (laughs) that movie within the movie features arda playing every character including a homeless man woman children and even african-americans um Francis Deems, Jack Black, a highly intelligent but enraged film blog commentator who has earned something and uh, uh, who has earned something in the way of a following and still lives with his parents, specifically in their attic. And Alan Modell, uh, played by Nicolas Cage, aka MC, a formerly formerly successful comedian known for his roles in lowbrow com- comedies with titles like Fat Dad, um, <laughs> a character of M- uh, Eddie Murphy kind of thing. Yeah. And so it was going to be all these characters and then there was like this um this giant head or something like that that was going to like control I something I remember I haven't read about this in like a decade but um and the whole thing was a musical as well. Hmm. Um <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, there are elements of this in uh his no- he released a novel uh like a month or two ago which I'm still making my way through because it's quite long um called Ant Kind. 
And it's about a highly intelligent but enraged film blog commentator um, mm. who discovers a um, a reclusive um, filmmaker uh, who has spent who's spent ninety years making the stop motion uh, film, which is three months long. Um, and so he is the first person to ever see the film, and then the creator dies, and the film is destroyed. Um, and all that's left is like one frame of it. And he has to essentially try and convince the world that the greatest work of art that could ever exist has already existed. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, because he's also trying to piece it together from his memory. Um, And also deals a lot with like issues with race. And I think that like this probably would have touched on with Steve Carell's character playing like women, children and African-Americans. But yeah, that's, that's one uh, that will never see the light of day. And I wish it had. So this to draw it a bit back again to the premise of the podcast on this um, podcast ideas based on this week's news volume two. One idea we could have done would be uh, lost media volume two. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So that's I'm thinking of ending things as his new film on yeah. Netflix. I'll probably watch that this weekend along with Milan and Milan. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Is okay, that, yeah, well, a- let's talk about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remaster, oh, which came out yesterday. That wasn't um, intentional. Yeah, so uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, classic, you know, um, sort of early like PlayStation-era gaming games have been fully remastered uh, with the original soundtrack, which is like the big kind of thing with these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, just came out yesterday, and I haven't got it yet, but I'm pretty keen to at some point. Um, I don't know what Rowan? games deserve remasters. Yeah, that's no, that's a great one. That's one we should do, <laughs> unless it's just the answers are real obvious. <laughs> the answers are just um Tony. Hawk. Oh no, that go Crash Bat. Oh no, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, Spyro. Uh. Um, Rowan, did you ever play Tony Hawk's? No, no, neither. What were your What were your games like growing up, Rowan? I've heard AJ's like he's fucking talked about them to death. Oh, we- um, <laughs> oh <come> on, <laughs> but on, I would love to hear yours. <laughs> We didn't have a PlayStation or anything when I grew up, but uh, on the computer we had Age of Empires and Red Alert and Civilization 2 nice. and a bunch of math games. I actually showed Richard the clip from um, Command and Conquer today where Tim Curry is like, Spice! Spice! And <laughs> oh my God, I had never seen it before funny. and it's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. You should put it in this podcast because I know it was a Patreon exclusive that you put it yeah. into. But, oh my God. Yeah, I'll put it in Isn't this it one like right the here. The one now. place they can't follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spice! Yeah. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! And how he, like, cracks up as he's delivering the line. Yeah, he, what did he, you say, he, Richard? You're like, he, he, um, you can see him reconcile with the fact that he has to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so, uh, video games we never played but always thought looked cool. That's a that really good idea. idea. Yeah, what's <laughs> because what, what, I never played Tony Hawk. So yeah, what are, what are your guys' um video games you never played but look cool? Oh, like every I don't know. We didn't have a PlayStation, but I was every what, game. Yeah, so so many <laughs> games, bro. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, this isn't exactly the answer to the question, but when Cuphead came out, I was like in love with the rubber hose animation throwback style of it. And I was like, I have to play this. And I started it. And the thing about Cuphead is that the gimmick of it is that it's like excruciatingly difficult. And I was like, ah, 
why did it have to be hard? Why did it have to be a hard game? Why was that a prerequisite? Like, mm. I would love to play a game with this art style, but I'm just not in the mood to, like, pull my hair try. out trying to defeat bosses. Is it, like, is it the kind of game where, like, um, you die a lot, but death is kind of just like a slap on the wrist? Or is it Sure, like- sure. But it's still, I would, like, being hard, being a difficult game <laughs> does not inform that art style. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're not yeah, hand yeah, sure. in hand or anything. So well, I, I felt could, like I was it, missing out. It could out. be because it's like obviously the actually like being a fucking hand drawn two D platformer. Um, mm. You need to like <laughs> elongate the game as much as you can because because <laughs> you don't want to have Maybe. to draw all that shit. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, it's not the only game that got released this week though. The um, uh, Avengers Square Enix game finally came out. Mm. Um, so this could be like things you were real looking forward to for ages, and then when they finally came out, you were just kind of like, eh. <laughs> "Don't give a fuck." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, that's like the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Long awaited disappointments. That's that's a good idea for a podcast because, like, you look at something like so Duke Nukem Forever. Not that I was looking forward to it, but that that was so Duke Nukem Forever. I believe took like ten years to come out. So I think it was like thirteen. Yeah. And you know, any of a, you know, it's not at all a notable game. But that would also tie into the release of New Mutants, um, lo- uh. long, long-awaited things that ended up being disappointing. Is a great idea for a podcast, and we should absolutely officially do. disappointing. Yes, twenty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. like that works for a few things as well because you've got Avengers game, New Mutants, um, the Batman starting filming again, <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets COVID. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, so the, 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 you know another big news story of the week. Um, mm-hmm. The Rock announced he um, he had COVID nineteen. Um, I believe he's recovered. Like his announcement he's was, so cool. we all had COVID nineteen, but we're fine now. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the Batman um, started filming again, and three days later, production shut down because um, one member of the crew had coronavirus, and everyone's like fucking like they should be fired like we've been waiting so long they didn't take the precautions and they should be fired uh like why punish us because of one fucking idiot and then it was like it was announced that it's reportedly robert pattinson is the one who tested positive um and then they're like oh i hope you feel better soon the funniest response i saw was the um the footage from twilight where you see the flashback of him with the spanish flu when he gets turned into a vampire (laughs) people like no not again Um, so I yeah um, so I don't know how we would turn this into a podcast idea we could do a podcast about Robert Pattinson because you know there's the whole thing going around that it's like girls had Robert Pattinson for years now he belongs to the boys (laughs) (laughs) that's not a thing is it yeah man and so do like like girly actors that we want as boys (laughs) that's a great idea (laughs) or or, okay let's, let's extrapolate it more into like typecast genre actors that we would like to see do something mm-hmm. experimental right for the one boys for the boys. <laughs> one for the boys okay fine of course that's implied <laughs> well who's who's an actor you would want to see convert from for the girls to for the boys <laughs> um, i don't know what are what are some for the girls actors like well no i feel like they all have done because i'd say like <laughs> channing tatum or zach efron but both of those guys have done Pretty um, Zach Efron still right now is in the For the Girls camp. No like, way, man. He did. No, no way. He I did that he... real shitty Ted Bundy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, I don't think he's been taken away from the girls at this point. Right. Well, yeah, no, he, he's still yeah. very much like predominantly eye candy. I, I, even in like, like when he does fun self-aware roles, 
It's still because he's hot, you know? I, I like that the moot of this idea is like just fully leaning into gender stereotypes and being like, no, there are girls' movies and boys' movies, <laughs> and yeah. we need them to only be good for boys' movies. Yeah. Um, like, um, yeah, I don't know who else. Um, like, Ian Summerholder, he's um, been predominantly. From Lost, right? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. did Vampire. Day. I don't know. What, what about a, like what Jensen a call, or something? What a call. Ian, I haven't thought about Ian Summerholder in fucking years, dude. What a great well, it's call. It's because he's been too busy making things for girls. He hasn't been in any, any boys' films. What are some girls' actors? What are some boys' actors that should do girls' films? Leonardo DiCaprio should, should yeah, return should to the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Return to the Can't girls. Can't wait for Leonardo DiCaprio to take the dad roles. Mm. Actually, because there is a few, like, like Matthew McConaughey is another one that I would mm. say has done it. Um, yeah. like, like, and, and you know, the girls' film, but like going from like predominantly being like a romantic yeah. lead, um, to predominantly being would that be Tom Hanks as well? Then, <laughs> no, because Tom Hanks's career has spanned such a long time that he's been more well known. Wasn't he essentially a chick flick man for the first, uh, yeah, 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 he was like first... yeah, dumb comedies and, and stuff, and then did chick, a lot of chick flicks in the 90s, yeah. What a yeah! I can, this is the stupidest idea I've ever extrapolated to this degree. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's such an inherently One silly concept. Because well, we have talked about doing something like, um, you know, people that have an Oscar-worthy performance in them that mm. we may never see. Like, because you, you mm. talk about um, Probably all of them, right? God, I can't remember his name, but the, the main guy from um, The Big Bang Theory. Uh yeah, the Sheldon guy. No, nah. not Jim Parsons. Um, Isn't he the main guy? I think the, the other guy's the main guy. Oh. I've oh, never seen it. Um, right. okay, Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki. He's got an Oscar in him. I, um, I, I think Jim Parsons might as well. Like, <laughs> true. <laughs> He's got I a new movie with... coming out that I think interested me. The Boys in the Band trailer imagine, that came out this week. Imagine if Jim Parsons wins an Oscar and his entire speech is just him going bazinga. And then he, <laughs> he yeah, the memes. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Actors, but, actors who don't have an Oscar-winning performance on them, but are still trying, and it's just Zach Braff. Like what? that's that's the only one. What films are eligible for the Oscars next year? How's all that going to work? You guys are more up with this stuff than I am. Um, so that's yeah, good question. Um, it is. Um, there's still talk of the Oscars may be delayed or fully cancelled. Um, fully but canceled. I think at at the very least, it'll be like the, they did the Golden Globes that one year with during the writers' strike, and they just went on TV and read out the winners. Um. <laughs> But they, um, it's essentially, it doesn't have to come out in theatres, but I think you have to prove that you intended it to come out in theatres. Right. So if it's been delayed till next year, it's just eligible for next year's Oscars. But something like, I'm thinking of ending things, Netflix was probably cons- like going to do a an award, you know, qualifying oh, so, limited release. And, and like, um, David Finch has got a movie coming out. And, at and the moment Blood. that they... Uh, put their film forward to be eligible. Does it have to be available for some form of release at that point? Or could we have a scenario where Oscar voters are voting on a film for Best Picture that hasn't actually been released really at all yet? Uh, It does happen sometimes. Like, 1917 um, won a Golden Globe before it was released in, like, almost any capacity. Um, hmm. But... um, because I'm yeah. just thinking of like little, like smaller movies that may have fully intended, may be eligible because they fully intended to release in the cycle, but they just mm. can't afford to throw their movie away with a theatrical release 
but they also aren't ready to stream it or something? I, I think it would still require some kind of video on demand or streaming right. release within the within the the Oscars year. Although I think they may have extended it slightly the 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 calendar year. Um, right. Hmm. that to to allow like right, right, right. a bit more of that um but yeah i mean it's it's kind of just like if if you're just going to put it on the shelf until next year in order to just qualify for next year's oscars hmm. do following. you think that the production team behind the kissing booth two are frantically trying to like forge documents <laughs> to prove that they intended on releasing it in cinemas <laughs> first yeah what what like I, it would be really interesting to see like will we get like a bunch of prestigious movies on vod at the end of the year because like because a lot of those movies take a lot less time to make and so they would you know be filming right now um and so there, there is like going to be a lot of movies that just won't be able to be completed in time for the oscars so it's mm. the ones that had the budget or like had already filmed long in advance and needed long post-production time that they could do mm. remotely um so yeah, like I'm sure there will be some if the Oscars aren't fully cancelled, there will be some kind of surprising nominees. I think. Hey, this could be Judd Apatow's year. <laughs> yeah, it be- maybe should be. It maybe should be. Have yeah. you seen King of Staten Island? No, but it's, are you serious? Yeah, it's a oh. it's great. I thought it was great. It's okay. a great film. Easily Judd Apatow's best film, I think, because wow. I'm not a big Judd Apatow. Fan. Yeah, we talked about this, didn't we? When when we went to Tenant, didn't we? Did we talk about Judd Apatow? Are you saying that something I'm doing for the podcast, I'd talk to you about in private, and you're like, we've talked about this, AJ, we don't need to talk <laughs> no, about it. No, I can't recall New if that was a conversation or not. New n- I, I, conversations <laughs> we had off right. pod that would make good podcasts. <laughs> um, what, what do you guys think will happen or want to see happen with theatres and streaming? Shut them. Like, your- Shut them all down. Hey? Yeah, forever. End it yeah. all. I, I, I'm I'm of the of the point now where like I understand that the industry is struggling and needs to needs to release that like from an economic standpoint, I, I understand why Tenet got shoved into cinemas. Um however, as a moviegoer, I, I don't care if I don't see any new movies for the next year. Like if if it's not safe, don't release them. Mm. Um like when when we recorded the um the most anticipated of of twenty twenty at the start of the year, normally for for me that's like a, oh my god, look at this amazing list, and it's like all these movies that it's like, yeah, I do love this franchise and it's getting and it looks great and this film looks great and it's got great talent behind it or whatever. I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it'll be cool to see that, um, and I was very apathetic um on a lot of them, and now it's kind of like I've had a year to reset my relationship with movies, um, <laughs> but at the moment it's like. Like um like I said uh, earlier in the week off pod um but I'll say it again on pod thank <laughs> um, you oh, yeah. I is that, that um uh like if you'd told me a year ago that I would value the lives of millions of people overseeing a new Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie as soon as possible I wouldn't have believed you because it wouldn't have been true at that point I would have been like you yeah, fuck him I'm seeing Tenet as soon as I can but it's like you know it's a week until it's until it's release in New Zealand, and I'm like, yeah, I'll probably see it this weekend. But if I don't, who gives a shit? Like, um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I think the theatrical experience is going to change, and I think the relationship between a theater release and a video on demand or streaming release is going to change. That window is going to shorten, um, yeah. at least in the short term. It'll, it'll probably slowly get longer as theaters sort of start to to um to recoup their losses but i think i think people are kind of realizing that people do actually just like going to the theater um this like 
Oh, yeah, they're, they're talking about how it's going to kill the the mid level um, movie. But like, you Wait, know, what, if, make- if 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 studios license old films to play in the cinema, like people, it's it's Saturday night. People need something to do. They want to, They'll they'll pop to the movies and see fucking Jurassic Park. Have you been to many of those re-release screenings though? Uh, I've been to a few. Yeah, were they well attended in Auckland? Mm. Like, because yeah, you said like- that you thought people were sending a signal that they wanted to be going back to the cinemas. Uh, that, well, that, that runs contrary to my understanding of things. Interesting, yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, I guess it varies. Like, I've I've seen screenings of those that I've tried to go to and they've sold out. And then there's oh, ones, okay, like, well, I've been yeah. to and, you know, it's been a quarter full kind of thing. Um, it, it depends on the movie and, and the marketing of it as well. Because a lot of people don't even know that they're doing these things. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I think they've been marketed real bad. And what I would like to... I would love to go to, like, hey, we're playing the Back to the Future trilogy all in one go tonight, but it's a lot more... The the expectations of cinema etiquette are a lot more casual. Maybe there's, like, a candy bar in the cinema. And Crispin Glover's there. Yeah, yeah, Crispin Glover's there. (laughs) You can just just quietly go and, and... get a get some yeah, drinks yeah, and good. it's like the movies are playing and you can whisper with your friends maybe the lights are only a little bit dim you know something more casual mm. like yeah. big big and, movie and, yeah, like, and cool. play shit like the room and cats and like mm. fucking <laughs> let people yell at the yeah, screen right, right, um right. there's yeah. um hollywood avondale which is like the best theater in auckland um is <laughs> has done screenings of cats they call them catnip screenings um <laughs> and it's like just get real fucking high and then come to the movies. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like the like it's obviously worded on the page. Like, we're not condoning the use of weed, but like, do not weed, come is to it this weed. Film people sober. are smoking to see cats. I would yeah. assume it would be like magic mushrooms. I would have assumed people are smoking magic mushrooms and then <laughs> seeing cats. <laughs> Um, so I take it you'll be voting to legalize magic mushrooms in the referendum this year. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, a new season of The Boys came out yesterday. It's worth mentioning. I think mm. Ron, did you watch the first season? Yeah, I yeah. The we all enjoyed that. I don't think any of us have started season two. Uh, no. I started watching it this morning. Nice. Is what happens good? in it? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, I've, so far, so the good. The reviews are very good, and uh, yeah, yeah they are. Some more of that. Um, Oh, just kind of like it's not remastering; it's just a re-release. But um, the there's three three D Super Mario games are being ported to Switch. <laughs> Imagine yeah, if man. we talked about this for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, what, "Let's just move on." <laughs> what games would you like to play again? But not remastered, not updated in any way. You just want them on a current console. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. I can Dragon Heart Fire and Steel is my absolute game. The game I want them to like. I've never heard of that game. Have you heard of Dra- <laughs> Have you heard of Dragon Heart though? The movie? The yeah, yeah. There was this like <laughs> two, this like two D side scrolling like hack and slash wow. game. Yeah, okay, awesome, let's let's turn this into an activity to try and not not dwell on these. Um, unless it's like a one we obviously want to talk about. Let's just go through them one at a time and we'll go one, two, three, and each of yeah. us pitch an idea yeah. for a okay. podcast based on that. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. John Boyega um, spoke out, uh, you know, quite heavily criticizing his experience with Star Wars. Uh, the gist of it, um, because as audiences, that's all you need, um, is, that, um, <laughs> is that he says that Disney essentially used his race to market the film, but then had no idea what to do with the character. 
Okay, here's a po- my podcast pitch for that. Um, social issues more important than whether or not you like Star Wars. Uh, because all the responses to this have been like, Star Wars is the most important thing. It's like a man is talking about like the black experience and, and how like Star Wars like utilized that in such a bad way. Um, I, all power to John Boyega, man. Fuck yeah, you know? Like, good on him. Mm. Someone needs him. to say these things kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's my pitch. Is things more important than Star Wars? All right, what's the next piece of news? Um, so the co-creator of Scooby-Doo died. Rowan, would you like to pitch a podcast based on that um, news? The co-creator of Scooby-Doo died. Um, I don't know, your favourite episodes of Spongebob. What? <laughs> Cartoons so beginning with S. Yeah. <laughs> Cartoons <laughs> beginning with S. Yeah, sure. Just or just Yeah. I, I, that's just my way of saying I have absolutely no idea what You to. didn't even say favourite episodes of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, no, because I don't well, I've never seen Scooby-Doo, but I have seen Spongebob. So What's your favourite episode of Spongebob? I actually don't know. I don't know any of the episodes like individually. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh f- well, you're really asking two questions there. <laughs> <laughs> I like the indoors one where it reveals that there's a monkey and a and a horse at the end of it. That was always my favourite one growing yeah. up. Um, I need to watch some more um, Spongebob. The uh, Band Geeks is obviously an all-time classic. Uh, of course. Um, of course. Grizzly 2 is being released after 40 years. The film starring George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen. It was filmed in 1983 um, and has kind of just been like sitting on a shelf somewhere. Um, and it's going to be it's gonna be see the light of day, finally. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> As yeah. a, it's one of those things I know nothing about it, but it's just like a cool story. So I'm like, sweet. Mm. Why was it held back? Uh, I don't know. I think it was just not very good. <laughs> like oh, like any fantastic. film that sits on a shelf for 40 years is probably not very good. Um, even when like you've got these three people who became quite big stars after it was like right. Um, What's so? Do you, can you pitch a podcast based um, on that? Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, lost, abandoned, or otherwise unavailable media, <laughs> we would like to see part three. Other <laughs> other movies that should have been kept on the shelf for 40 years. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, that'd be one, though. Movies that would have been received better 30 years after their release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robocop yeah. 3. Like, Robocop 3, I'm telling you. Movies ahead of their time. Um, uh, new trailer for uh, No Time to Die um, came out. Um Characters named Doctor No that Rami Malek's character obviously is. <laughs> um, if every title was a pun, so <laughs> like, like go no, back and retroactively n- make it. You're retroactively so that- making every title a pun. <laughs> every title, every title. Because if if No Time to Die is about Doctor No, then it's oh, in right. the title. So yeah, so, so it'll be like, "Who are you?" And he'll be like, "Doctor No," and then Bond will be like, "Time to Die." I would unironically love that. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dune or June, um, the Dune. No. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, the Denis Villeneuve film starring uh, girly actor Timothy Chalamet. Um, He's coming and doing some movies for the boys recently, though. Yeah, yeah. Here, <laughs> um, yeah, that's um, the trailers out oh, okay. this week it might even be out by the time this podcast is released oh, um, but it came oh. uh, uh, there was like a version of the trailer apparently it's just like kind of shots of each of the characters um and there's like an actual tra- teaser coming this week um shots of that were leaked so we kind of got our first look at the characters um but they're kind of hard to find now because well they're taking them down uh but it's rumored to be delayed um oh. so again 
it's just like a COVID podcast. Fuck this year. Uh, okay, here, here's my here's my podcast pitch. Um, movies that should be delayed till after the pandemic, and it's just every movie that's currently <laughs> slated for twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Minus uh, Girls Rules. No, <laughs> I have to see American Pie Girls Rules. <laughs> um, uh, AP Bio, the Glenn Howerton plays a uh, plays Dennis the teacher show um glenn houghton from always sunny in philadelphia um that got a new season it was cancelled um and the new season came out this week on peacock nbc streaming service um so you know just a show revivals um, mm, show podcast, revivals which we've kind of Can- done already cancelled shows that need a comeback season yeah cancelled yep. shows that don't need a comeback season but we'd like to see <laughs> so that, that was that was actually rowan's um opportunity to pitch yeah. a podcast so uh, oh, that's rowan we're doing please pitch a podcast on again a topic that you have nothing to do with app bio coming back for another season app um, bio what's it called ap bio ap bio oh advanced placement biology i've never said it out loud or heard it or, loud or seen the show uh great sitcoms set in a learning institution that should have had another season <laughs> community not community. ap bio right yeah. right yeah the Bright other time. yeah all right. <laughs> um, so, um, two uh, two similar stories um, that came out. Um, Godfather three is getting a re-edit from um, mm. Francis Ford Coppola, um, and also Rocky four is getting a director's cut. And Sylvester Stallone <laughs> has more or less confirmed that he's going to be cutting out the robot from the film. So now this is a le- <laughs> this is a podcast idea we should do. We should have done this this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, direct, <laughs> I'm just realizing director's that- cuts that you want. Well, do, but but not just like of like fucking Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Like, sure. let's see random films. the the like prestige films and prestige directors. Like, yeah, like director's Sylvester cuts Stallone of- and Rocky IV. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But but yeah, right. But, so well, like- it's, it's also like movies with like one small issue that like 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 movies that were almost perfect well on the on the last time we did this podcast we pitched um movies that need sequels that needed no movies that need a second chance at a sequel or something like that and this is sort of what it is because i haven't seen godfather 3 but or rocky 4 it is or rocky 4 but it is by like godfather 3 is by all accounts the weak link in the trilogy um so yeah man do it do another cut of it like let's and with with all the director's cuts coming out recently i think there is legitimate podcast meat in meat in those hills and meat there's meat in them their hills (laughs) (laughs) and and doing a podcast on director's cuts or recuts because in the case of the godfather 3 this is a, a recut not it's not like he made this already and it never got released yeah both those well, films yeah same with rocky 4 he's he's cutting yeah, it now. yeah um have you seen the title of it as well yeah it's, it's like, called like the godfather chronicles the death of michael corley it's i think like it's the, the godfather coda yeah the yeah. death of michael corleone which i didn't know he died so there you go spoilers <laughs> are both um, those films for hbo max Perchance, are know. they like doing a thing of reassuring Possibly. lots of films I'm, with director's I'm, cuts? I'm, I'm, I'm Maybe a... HBO is that's going to be their thing. Is what we're talking about? That'd be right kind of cool. Okay. But you know what? This I, I I forgot about the Snyder cut. <laughs> this whole time we're talking yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, like these director's cuts coming out, like all these ones coming out. I was like, oh, I guess there was Apocalypse Now last year. Like, <laughs> no, no. Well, there's the Snyder cut, but then like it's not coming out. But David Ayer has talked you know cryptically about the suicide he's keen suicide on doing it well. oh well yeah and, I'd, and I'd like the, to see that oh the Schumacher cut was also talked about as well for what film I think Batman Forever oh really yeah oh that'd be cool yeah I mean <laughs> I want to see like re- all sorts of 
big studio movies just completely recut back to this is original a, this vision. would be a cool trend to see in these pandemic-y times yeah. is you know like di- directors given a film that was maybe manhandled out of their control yeah. and doing what they want to do with it i would i would be very interested in seeing that um so paul thomas anderson has a new film um coming out it's, it's set, set in a high school in the 70s um hmm. bradley cooper is cast uh benny safety the director um one half, one half of the safety bros who's hmm. um robert pennison's brother in good time um was cast in it this week and uh one of the sisters in the band Haim were cast who paul thomas anderson has um Epic. directed a few of their music videos but most most um kind of intriguingly cooper hoffman uh, Paul, uh philip seymour hoffman's 17 year old son was cast as the lead in the film um Ooh. so paul thomas anderson and philip seymour hoffman had this like a very strong working relationship um together for for a long time for, from hard eight his very first film right through to the master um and yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson like describes seeing him act for the first time, and it wasn't just like he's he's a great actor. It was like this actor is made for me, and I am made for him. And they had this like really simpatico kind of relationship That's where awesome. it was like they they were just they were perfect for each other. And it will be really interesting to see. And, and so it's 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 kind of it's 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 Hollywood nepotism at its finest, but it's also mm. like this like this beautiful chance potentially for like you know to 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 have that kind of relationship rekindled in some way is acting hereditary that's the podcast (laughs) (laughs) or or um great actors whose kids are probably also good at acting yeah yeah (laughs) great great actors who i'd be willing to take a risk on their kid (laughs) (laughs) maybe don't word it like that yeah i'll word it goddamn please um so oh here's another fun so evil dead rise the new evil dead film um which won't star bruce campbell but he is um, gonna be in it in a um producing capacity he announced that they're gonna fuck up a city in this one so it's gonna be taking place it's moving uh what's traditionally been a cabin in the woods to taking place in an urban location there's um, a podcast idea right there yeah what? take like oh. relocating what movies could you put in an urban city no relocate <laughs> so like like i mean essentially what the diehard sequels do is like taking the same concept and putting it in a different or bigger or different area i mean that's that's just a sequel trope that we've talked plenty about (laughs) i guess but it'd be cool to like jason takes manhattan um ace ventura 2 set in the jungle instead of the city yeah um the eternals marvel's the eternals um now due next year was supposed to come out um in a couple months uh has dropped the the and it's just Eternals. Oh, now. how exciting! Other movies that should drop the the. <laughs> Other the movies titled by Sean. <laughs> What'd you say? What's the, what's the guy from the Facebook movie? Exactly. Other um, movies retitled by Sean Parker. Sean Parker. <laughs> drop the the. <laughs> yeah. If you can edit that to make it fluid, that'd be good. Drop, drop the, the the out. is a cool idea. Yeah, because that's how it makes a billion dollars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because do you know it's not cool? What? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it's called marvel <laughs> Facebook. um jack quaid the um from the boys the main character in the boys uh has been cast in scream 5 presumably as the killer <laughs> like surely right <laughs> um other other actors who could play the killer in scream 5 yeah, i'm getting very lazy who are clearly this. going to be revealed <laughs> or like upcoming casting decisions which are clearly one thing like mm-hmm. um Here's another kind of big one. Um, Benioff and Weiss, D&D, D.B. Weiss, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, um, who ruined Game of Thrones, 
um, I have got a new series on Netflix coming. It's an adaptation oh. of the sci-fi novel The Three-Body Problem, which is apparently a very good book, very good sci-fi novel. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> um, <laughs> so that'll be... Uh, let's all get into it. <laughs> other, great, other great works of literature that DB and D, have those, D&D can ruin. <laughs> Richard, out of interest, and can you yeah. Google it if you don't know, are those books like a completed series? Uh, I think they're quite I, I, old. I, I oh, think okay. it's like it's it's one book, oh. Um, oh, but okay, yeah, because cool. well, I mean, be pretty easy to do. By all accounts, like um, they like they adapted a book really well. It's what they yeah um, yeah. Oh, no, so, sorry, it is, it is a trilogy. There's the three body problem, the dark forest, and death's end. Yeah. Well, and maybe they can Power stick the landing if someone's already written it for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay, just a couple more to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um there's a you know they're doing the friends reunion it's not like a um a, a scripted thing canonical. it's just they're getting everyone back together in one room they're doing the same thing with the fresh prince um uncle <laughs> phil will presumably be absent um because he's been dead for quite a while um Cle- okay here's the podcast presumably. idea um clearly disappointing ways of doing things <laughs> like obviously a friends reunion you want another fucking episode of friends <laughs> obviously you want that yeah what are they actually doing just a sit down retrospective yeah. or something yeah great which wow which, so excited is the first time they will appear publicly together all six of them and you know what 16 years. Pretty pretty keen to see what Matthew Perry's up to, eh? Wasn't this news, like, announced, like, pre-COVID? Like- uh, it was pre-COVID, and then it, it was, like, it was it's one of those things HBO, that, like, when right? COVID got serious, it was, like, a week away from filming. <laughs> um, And so they were, like, we're going to have to, like, because they were going to do it with the studio audience and stuff as well. Um, Two more things. Um, mm-hmm. Netflix is going to be making some films available for free. Um, so it's, like, Bird Box, a few Whoa. of their originals. Um, are going to be available to non-subscribers. Um, it's the kind of rumor as to why they're doing it is that they're going to be testing like a free version of the service with ads. Ooh. Um, which you know I don't necessarily like. I'm I'm happy paying however Terrific. much it is. We're back to, to TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it never left. But just everyone has Netflix, but no one's paying for it. TV. Yeah, great. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, clever. I don't know. Um, things that could revert to the thing that they replaced <laughs> it's not even about pop culture yeah it's just like cars to horses technology being sick yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cars cars announced to be um dragged by horses again <laughs> <laughs> they're testing out a version of the car um and finally um it's kind of already implied but um brooklyn 99 has been pushed to 2021 season eight um which yeah, I, I think the last season only debuted at the start of this year, so it was probably going to do the same. Um, but I think Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, we could like maybe not a whole podcast, but if we'd you know organized this episode better, we could have had one of the longer discussions at the start. But like, what to do about Brooklyn Nine Nine? What do you do about it? What's the dilemma? What's the dilemma, Rowan? That everyone hates the police now. Oh, and they can't just, right. People aren't going to want to watch like a I happy watch... show about wacky policemen. Ooh, oh, that's spicy. Yeah, shit. Yeah, like um, the Terry Crews and Andre Brower, who coincidentally are both black, um, 
coincidentally, but like <laughs> I'm just saying that it's like members of the cast have spoken about like how they're approaching season eight, and it's not just like Andy Samberg being like, "Yeah, I'm sure we'll be fine." It's like actual like black <laughs> members of the cast who are like, "This is obviously very important to me um, mm-hmm. personally," and also you know as as the show, and they've kind of said like Andre Browse was speaking about it this week and saying who plays Captain Holt that um you know essentially like it is still it's always going to be a comedy show um and like they're they're having to see like how can we still laugh about these kind of things but also like um they're they're going to address the elephant in the room and they're um like to be fair and and you're like you haven't watched much Brooklyn Nine-Nine but they do tackle these kind of topics I I know I know but But, um, remember they said that they're not going to lean on they're not going to just rely on living in a fantasy world which they kind of have been for the last seven seasons where it's like you know like shows like the good place and parks and rec take play all by michael Schur, like take place in kind of like a heightened reality where everything's like you wish the world was a little bit like this and i think mm. with season eight they're not going to be leaning on that you remember when um who was it who, who was an eight simple rules who died john ritter John Ritter. When John Ritter died and they worked it into the show, I remember seeing that on TV and being like, they should have just cancelled the show. I don't know if there's a way to save Brooklyn Nine-Nine from cops no longer being... Well, now that ev- now that Trump's shutting down the postal service, like literally just everyone at Brooklyn Nine-Nine gets shifted to the postal service and it's now just a show about the postal service <laughs> I, I, that, that's a cool idea i read another idea that was like it should actually be like a demonstration of what happens when you defund the police um yeah, yeah. which is a pretty a, like that's almost like a socially conscious idea yeah. to to be like hey if you're worried about what it would look like this potentially don't worry it'll be fun and wacky and they'll have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is potentially what it would look like which i i like that idea yeah um, but yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see the new season. I, like, I might even watch shows. season eight. Just, just yeah. <laughs> I watched like season one like five years ago, and now I'll watch season eight to see how they deal with it. Yeah. Um. So cool. That's the news for the week. Yeah. Unless anything, it's like unless there's anything breaking, and it's like, oh my god, Tom Hanks was shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, ideas for breaking news, new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, cool. yeah, breaking news that could actually make you like, you know, sharp like record another or hour or like of actually, the <laughs> or like actually something that would surprise you because something that would surprise you in twenty twenty because there's not yeah. much. Right? Damn, damn. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, please uh, like us on all our socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all the places. You can email us at copoptionmedia@gmail.com. Sorry about this episode being a bit rushed. Uh, it was a bit rushed. That's the reason why. Um, and I need to go to lunch. I need to go to lunch, Rowan. Where are you going for lunch? To my kitchen. Oh, right. Nice. Can Rowan Thank you. come? <laughs> no, I'm going to probably... enchiladas? Probably sprint out the back door. <laughs> 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 do, you like, do you quite like living so close to the supermarket? Um, I don't live close enough to the supermarket for it to be like, I live close enough to the supermarket. But do you walk there? I actually get it delivered. How shitty oh, is that? Oh, AJ! How shitty is that? It's like... It's like got to be like ten minutes walk. Yeah, but if you, I don't like carrying big bags. <laughs> I am. Um, well, how big are your supermarket shops? When I lived shops? in Christchurch, I lived like thirty seconds walk from a supermarket. And nice. I tell you what, it's great. Like you just use it like a pantry. Like there's no point doing a shop. It's just like oh, I feel like food. I'll just. Yeah. It's the same as going to the kitchen. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I want. That's what my dream is. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, stay tuned for the post-credit scene, which we need to record, Richard. But uh. I can't. I, maybe we could record it later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for listening. Um, I'm really desperately trying to turn this clearly rushed ending into something that sounds intentional. Just slow it down and post. Maybe this is a intentional creative decision that you disagree with. Let us know. AJ, Let us know your podcast ideas. AJ, That's you know it. for a fact that after one hour of recording, Audacity does not like the file, and we are we are now <laughs> approaching we're approaching one minute, one hour and seven minutes. I know. Okay, let's stop. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye. If you hear this, you'll know Audacity played ball. <laughs> Welcome to the post-credit scenes. This is AJ. AJ, we're just recording one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're right. Um, these, this is a section brought to us by our Patreon, where for $5 a month or more, should you choose to bless us, um, you can give us something to talk about in the end of the episode after the music plays out in our you know and our veritable yeah. post-credits well, these post-credit scenes are famous for um we'll do like a funny little gag where we uh talk about the episode that has just been uh we're a little behind the curtain peak uh we haven't actually we don't know what episode it's going on however this episode we do know what episode it's going on because for one we just recorded before and since recording the podcast you just listened to i have watched tenet and i thought it was real good and i didn't have any problems with the sound mixing goodbye (laughs) no uh, well look man i've i thought about this because i put this on a different often to, to, to fucking screw me over no no not at all i i wanted i was trying to get to the heart of like when 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 people disagree with me about media um i often well, take I it quite personally write, so <laughs> no i i i often take it quite personally and i wish i didn't and i'm it's sort of like a mid-year's resolution of mine to stop um being so personally offended by like someone not liking avengers endgame you know what i mean like stop to try and stop like thinking of them as less than a person for disagreeing with me <laughs> so that's what you've been doing to any... me for the last few hours um well here's the thing though is that i was like okay richard liked tenet why does that upset me more than it probably should? And I was like, it's because if you couldn't figure anything was wrong with the audio mix, that is a direct insult upon me. <laughs> that is you saying, AJ, there is something wrong with you. Right, right. You're you're the freak. I don't know. I like it's one of those things that I think Um For me, it's like because going in knowing oh, the audio mix is the worst you'll ever hear in cinema. Um, and then it's like, because I understand that like when they have the masks on, which is which is a, a, a chunk of the film, that's hard to hear. But that doesn't come in till 
like that doesn't become a significant uh impedance to hearing the dialogue for like an hour and 20 minutes into the film kind of thing and so i think you know i had quite a long period of time being like this is fine and then when that's it, when it came in, what happened, I, I was like, oh, "Okay, this must be it." But I can kind of get the gist of oh, it. Oh man! Um, no, we 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 made it sound so much worse than it is. And I know you wanted to hate this movie, Richard. I know you took that away from me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even even we when should... even when we thought it was going to be good, I wanted to hate it. <laughs> yeah, we're both we we're should both get to disappointed the... because I you wanted it to be good and I didn't. I'm sorry. Um. Richard, today's post-credit, this episode's post-credit scene comes to us from Vincent Lara, who says, uh, greetings, Richard and AJ. Given the absolute shit show that 2020 has turned into in terms of negativity and overall hate, I want to ask for some positivity from you both. What is a film, show, or other medium that you turn to for raising your spirits? For myself, I go back to Disney Pixar movies I grew up with and think back to simpler times of growing up and not worrying about the state of society as a whole. As always, thank you so much for being a podcast podcast i look forward to listening to you um you guys bring much needed laughs and smiles in these times thank you vincent love you man this is an easy question um tenet obviously right of course of course (laughs) um i can i've i've said i think i've brought this up a few times my happy show is pushing daisies which even that is racked with (laughs) this crippling disappointment that it got cancelled before its time um but that that is the happiest show i've ever seen and one of my favorite shows and i love um you know i i i love it regardless but if i'm feeling particularly sad yeah there's, there's something so um sincerely sweet about pushing daisies it's such a it's such an important thing to the show to be um like it's when it's being true to itself and being quite a a touching show um and i think that is a good thing um yeah for me i i think like my uh my like happy place kind of um tv shows and um and things like that uh you, they're kind of just like ones that you're very familiar with and you can just sit down and let them wash over you and don't need to have to pay that much attention to so obviously like the simpsons is like you know mm. I, I know that more than i know myself um mm. but lately um like brooklyn 99 um has been a big kind of like safety show for me um which you know obviously but problem is as we were just talking about um yeah 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 um but uh yeah and kind of anything by michael schur like um so that's parks and rec um brooklyn 99 the good place um those all kind of exist in a heightened reality where everything is good and people are nice to each other um you just talked about this yeah. on the episode <laughs> yeah we did just talk about it but i'm, I'm now extending it to the other two shows um yeah but it is like um the and um i also find um again lately like you know during lockdown and stuff like that um finding like games being like video games being really kind of therapeutic and mm. so there's things like lego marvel superheroes and um uh, i've been playing unravel um like these kind of like wholesome unravel indie. is the yeah Unra- unravel is the textbook answer to this question yeah. um but like it's like designed to be wholesome something like um lego marvel superheroes is like um c- uh, this because i played the second one I-, I platinumed it just recently and it's like 
you know you have to unlock 279 characters and like each one of them requires you to do something to unlock it and then there's like 230 gold bricks and again you have to do like something so it's like hundreds and hundreds of individual tasks um but because it's a kids game and it's like these characters in the marvel universe that i really like i just find it so relaxing and it's like therapeutic to just absentmindedly be able to do this kind of thing and not really have to think that much yeah actually um another answer i can give for this for when i'm feeling really sad um i haven't been feeling that sad this past week but i could see this being therapeutic should i have been sad um would be i've been watching complete playthroughs of crash bandicoot Mm. games like unbroken no deaths um like just you know 100 percent. no no with commentary at all you just you just peacefully watch someone ace a game and that's really satisfying but um i didn't mention this on the mount rushmore episode that we did before realizing oh my god this is one of my mount rushmores (laughs) is um a youtube channel called game grumps which is commentary over games but is less like a let's play and more like listening to the radio Yeah. yeah yeah um and i've been watching game grumps since i was 18 so nearly 10 years i've been watching game grumps Mm. and um they that that series has informed my sense of humor my values like legit you know Mm. like like the they they've taught me how to be adults because i started listening to (laughs) at, at a very formative time in my young adulthood um and there was a period of time last year where i was very depressed and how i got through it was throwing on game grumps like massive as episodes and just yeah. blobbing out and watching that and that was very peaceful yeah um so i recommend doing oh that. there's also a youtube channel called cracking the cryptic that um Ooh. jess has been getting into a lot and um and i like to watch as well um that's it's, i sent i sent a video to you it's this guy who's just very wholesome like old, oh, yes. older man um and he just solves sudokus but like not not just sudokus they all have like some like insane extra rules and it starts with no digits and like the video is like 45 minutes long and aj can attest to the fact that it's it can get very exciting it can do and look to be honest any youtube channel with bingeable content has become somewhat of a comfort Mm. food for me um i would love to recommend some uh there's well there's one called mini me which i think is a australian new zealand guy he's got a mix of both accents i think he lives in australia who does um game review chant like game reviews but the games he does uh it's right up our alley dude it's like um movie tie-in games or like very like silly stupid ideas for games so like he might do like the godfather ps2 game which is like i always wanted to know what this was but never wanted to play it you know and but he also do like vin diesel wheelman (laughs) and and jetley's the jetley ps2 game i can't remember what it's called and things like that which are like these that's his niche right is like these um these silly games that he sort of puts a pretty good eye on and he's like you know what the new apparently the new fast and furious game the one that just came out it's not that yeah not that bad he says so there you go um so that's that's one of them i've recently got into one uh fellow new zealander um shout out i don't know i don't think she listens so 
Shout out to for one you never hear um, to our outdoors with Sum, which is this uh, lady named Summer, and I think she's in the North Island, and she goes around and looks at different New Zealand native creatures, films them. Her latest video is about a white kiwi and like an nice. albino kiwi. Very relaxing stuff. Um, I really like that. I'm really getting into a channel called Odd Header, uh, which is a guy whose channel is exclusively um, uh, devoted to just endless listicle videos of Easter eggs hidden in video games or glitches or strange discoveries. Mm. This is my shit. <laughs> this is my stuff, right? Um, so I, I love just those. those cha- you find a channel um the the narrator is peaceful enough that it's not grating yeah and you can just watch hours of the the content they've already made and i hope perhaps you know maybe cole popsha is that for someone out there wouldn't that be the dream well i mean, I this mean the, the whole thing the whole reason we're doing this is because vincent said it is yeah yeah true that's true there you go thanks wow vincent. bringing it full circle to the ben hur of post-credit <laughs> scenes that is uh this one here so thank you very much guys see you on the next episode don't usually do endings to these <laughs> no nah, we normally just um cut them off real abruptly